0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to pb and I'm here with Brian and Patrick. And today we want to do something fun. Just something that uh, we've been talking about for a while. Uh, and that is our favorite comic book covers. Now, for today's episode, we're going to list five comic covers from the modern age, starting from 1985 to now. Because uh, otherwise, we'll be making uh, this list. will go on forever. Uh, and we're only going to keep it to five uh what today i was at and where i bought them and uh, stuff like that so these just immediately popped in my head and if, if i went online and started searching i would find way more uh that i forgot about but uh, i'll have to do that later when we do the golden age and silver age i'll have to do that I'll to go back and research a little bit to kind of remember stuff but anyway um i guess i'll, I'll kick it off and my first cover is kind of a cheat It's multiple covers in one, but that is... the top selling it's still the number one selling comic of all time and but this look this look with the characters like this is the look they went with for the rest of the 90s like everything came from this image and it came from jim lee and his run on x-men and just set the tone uh for the x-men for the next 10 years and the, the x-men were like that was like marvel's like number one book throughout the 90s and um I, this image i think is what you know kind of set that off right you, you have You have, um, you know, Magneto, you know, like, you know, like it's kind of a throwback to the first X-Men, right? Mm -hmm. X-Men issue one, and they're all attacking him, but you got Magneto has his own, own page, uh, or his own cover. And then you have Cyclops and Wolverine and Iceman and Gambit and, and Rogue and just the classic nineties lineup. And like the TV show, I think the animated show went off a lot of this lineup right here. So, uh, I just remember just being a kid and just blown away and, um, Right now since I was a kid I didn't buy every issue right uh-huh. uh, uh, every variant I just bought the one the one that had it all for like four bucks or five bucks at the time um, so for me it's one it's one cover <laughs> that's cool so yeah that's my first one that's my uh, 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 Jim Lee excellent number one my uh, and these aren't in any order That's it's not we're just we're just listening just, it's not a list from one through five or nothing uh, but this is my first one that came off top of my head, X-Men issue one by Jim Lee.
1: Yep, that's a good one. Cool.
0: So who wants to go next? Patrick, you up?
1: All right, I'm good. I'm good. Let's see. Okay, so this one um, debuted in October of 2000, and the cover artist was Joe Quesada, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, and the variant was the Dynamic uh, Dynamic Forces variant. You guys familiar with that one?
0: Oh yeah, that one is uh, we, that one's a classic. I, I think me and you we uh, we talked about that one a lot.
1: Yeah, that's the one where he's climbing up the wall, man. I love that one. Yeah. That one, just the way that, that he drew that was uh, incredible. That's that that's like in my all time top five covers. Um, that's that's the only reason why I bought Ultimate Spider Man is because of that cover. Because when I saw the direct version at Comic Con. Um, I said that's not Spider-Man. That's an ugly version.
2: <laughs>
0: but, and
1: when I saw DF, I got the white one. I got the direct version, just all because of DF. And I, yeah. I watched DF first. I got it just because it's Spider-Man. That's that's yeah, that's a great cover. Um, similar origin in that in that book. I didn't. That one's not CGC. I just picked that one up and and I read it. But I don't think it's uh, in the Marvel universe anymore, right, John?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Universe is gone. Uh, it got yeah. folded. It got folded into Marvel into the six one six universe five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, the Secret War story in two thousand fifteen merged uh, the Ultimate Universe with the uh, Marvel Universe. But a couple characters survived, like Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, he survived. Uh, Jimmy Hudson, Wolverine's son. He he made it. Um, this and then. Uh, the maker evil reed richards he made it yeah. uh but no yeah that comic cover is dope i i bought i bought, I bought one of those too when it came out it's just it's just sick and i think i think a, a big reason why too is like cuz that was what 2000
1: yeah 2000
0: that was like when the digital coloring really started to take off and right. it has almost like a painter feel to it right like there's no black lines it's just the color
1: yeah no it's beautiful it's a beautiful mm-hmm. cover
0: yeah, so I think that, that really helped make it stick out. It's like, dang, look at what they did. This digital the oh man. Yeah, that one I, I make sure to run out and get one too. Very cool.
1: All right. Brian, you got one?
2: Yep. Um I'm going to go back to always goes back to X Men and my first exposure to comic books and it's always from the cartoons. And this also goes back to what John said for his pick um but my pick is x-men 25 in the uh, early 90s like the comic books were experimenting with foils and foil covers and aluminum i mean like the the foil and the also the um the hologram um yeah the hologram card hologram covers and what i liked about uh, 25 was that's the one where magneto pulls out wolverine's adamantium um I just thought that was a really cool cover, and then there's like a hologram with it that, that looks, you know, that also goes along with the cover. So, um, so it's not just for that specific cover, but just like that, those runs of comics at the time where, um, you know, they were experimenting with different different ways to just um, have the covers other than just paper and drawing. So, um, but out of all of those, uh, 25 is my favorite one, from the group.
0: Yeah, that no one. I think I think that's a wraparound cover too. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. Those are sick. The whole, um, the whole storyline. Yeah. Uh, they all had them.
1: And and it, and it—that's the one with the the gambit hologram, right? Yeah. So you like that one a lot, don't you, John?
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Oh <laughs>
2: man! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the reason why I like it. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, those no, were that dope. Was a cool I, cover, yeah,
1: I like that. Magneto looks really cool in that too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he's he's gonna jack Wolverine up. You can see it right there. But I remember. I mean, you had to buy all the comics for that story anyway. So then you got out the collection of these cards. Like it was pretty cool.
2: Just a little side topic. What What do you think about those uh, foil covers back then? Um, Don't you like worry. You're not. Didn't really they, care
0: about it. They, they 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 were hit and miss some of them really like enhanced the comic yeah and others they were just there just for uh, you know novelty sake and it didn't work um an example would be uh x-force 50 by rob liefeld um they they had the foil on that, but like on the gun, on Cable's gun, and like his metal parts, and like it enhanced the comic. Like the comic looked dope. Uh, but then like Incredible Hope four hundred, they use foil on it, and it it didn't it didn't look good. Like it was there just to be there. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So it I was very hit or miss with it. Like sometimes it worked and enhanced. Sometimes it was obvious, just a a sell, you know, a trick to sell comics. You know.
1: Well, so, you know that. There, some of the um, hollow foil uh, Battle of the planets by Alex Rock those were awesome uh, yeah. when I, saw those, I, I bought the whole set when I saw those
0: yeah like I said sometimes they hit and sometimes they didn't so I mean they don't do it anymore like I, I take that back every once in a while they'll do like a retro cover and be like oh the foil remember these from the 90s and be like yeah And but I mean pretty much they're dead and I, I, I wasn't really sad when they went away <laughs> I was like that's fine it's probably for the best uh, so I'll go on to my second one and this was not a foil cover um, and that is Incredible Hulk 377 by Dale Keown oh nice and this one I, 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 I mean when you look at the cover it's very simple it's just pretty much the Hulk silhouette um, on a green cover that's pretty much it but it was this was the debut of the Professor Hulk and the story leading up to this was like Grey Hulk was fighting the Savage Hulk, fighting banner in the, in his mind. And this was like something new was coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were like, this is something new. And so it was just seeing them like 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 you look at that, and you're like, what is it? Right? It's just a silhouette. So you're like, what is it? Who is it gonna be green? Is it gonna be gray? You, you know, like you don't know. It's just like a simple, very simple cover, but it told a good story. And that's and that's when I jumped into comics about this time. And I was reading all these issues and I was just like Totally sucked into it. So when that cover is just like and then it says the new incredible Hulk on it. Right. So it's like so it's like, what the hell? What is it? Wait, you know what I mean? Oh God. And I had to go home and read it real quick. And Doc uh,
1: Sampson's in that one, right?
0: Yeah, Doc Sampson's in it. And then the the, the the personalities merge and they become the professor Hulk. Uh but uh Dale Keon's one of my favorite artists ever. Um, He's man. He he's one of those guys that could have been a superstar, but he just didn't do a whole lot. Like he would disappear for years. Um. Do you remember? Uh, you guys remember Pitt from no. Image? He was like a giant gray. He looked like a gray Hulk with like claws. Oh okay. Yeah he he's, he Hulk. he yeah he he did Hulk for a while left left and he went to Image started Pitt. And the artwork was just amazing. Like, oh man, like I loved his artwork. But then, like, the issues went from like monthly to like bi-monthly to like every six months to like whenever. You know, once every two years it would come out, and then he just was gone for comics for a long time. And then he came back and started doing working on The Darkness. I don't know if you remember that one from Image.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he did that, and then he kind of disappeared, and it, like he just. He's just one of I mean he must be he must have be been doing other stuff outside of comics obviously, you know. Uh, but yeah, he's still one of my favorite favorite artists. Like whenever he does something I try to grab it cuz he just doesn't do a whole lot.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh so yeah, so I had to make sure I got one of his comics on here. And this one is like I pretty iconic. So, I went with, with Hulk 377. Oh, that's cool. Nice.
1: All right, let's see. My second one is the Uncanny X-Men 210 in 1986, and the cover art was done by John Romita and Bob uh, um This is the, the morning after. Um, it has X-Fire in the Hillfire Hell, Club and the Marauders in it. <clears throat> this is the one where all the X-Men are on the cover, and it's got a side profile of Colossus uh this was one uh, i love this cover so much that i actually drew it now <laughs> you guys saw my other my my other one that i brought uh uh to work that that one day
0: yeah so i remember I've that only, one
1: i've only yeah i've only uh c- colored two two uh two, two different covers and this is the one and then the whole 340. that's it Th- those those are the the two uh that i drew but this one I went in the comic book store and I remember seeing it and I just said, I have to get that one because I wasn't reading X-Men at the time. And I started collecting the X-Men and I did a run for like 20 or 30 comics right after that one. Cause this is when I kind of stopped uh, collecting for a little while because things came up in my life. But I remember uh, this is what started me back up on the X-Men.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's classic. John Romita is a freaking legend. So it's good. It's good that one of us has a John Romita cover, you know, yeah, that guy. I think, um, dang it, I don't remember if it was Jim Lee or Joe Casada. I think it was Joe Casada said John Romita is the best artist ever, uh, comic book artist ever. Art, er, oh, super, oh. super super superhero, superhero, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think it was Joe Casada. He said, he said, John Romita Jr. is the best superhero artist ever. And I'm, I'm like, that's a good argument, yeah. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't say no, the dude can draw anything. And he's worked on everybody, so. I got I got a sketch from him once when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, uh, at Comic-Con. I, I asked oh. him for a sketch, and he gave me a, a little Spider-Man. And
1: but you still
0: have a, it? I don't think so. I was a kid. I, oh, man. But it was, it was he, he just did the eyes. The Spider-Man eyes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and I found out later as I got older that he hated doing sketches. <laughs> He, he, he doesn't like you
1: because you're a kid is but i was right? a
0: kid yeah i was a kid and yeah he said he doesn't like doing that at cons it, he's not he like he's one of those guys and this is kind of how like i am too when i draw like just to be out there sketching all the time he's not like that he likes to sit down at his desk and he likes to get you know settled and draw you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like just to be out there and be like oh yeah here's something quick like he doesn't like doing that uh but he gave me one when i was a kid so pretty cool he's a so he's, he's, you know, he got thumbs up for me. You know, hey, 12, dude, I, 12 year old John loved it. That
1: that that's crazy, man. Um, you know, on this on this on this cover, uh, if you guys take a look at it, it says, "Come on, mess with us, make our day," right? And so I remember I drew this and brought it to school. Uh, I brought it to one of my friends, and we were taking this French class together. And I drew it for him, and then I'm like, "Here, check this out." And he wasn't in a comics at all. And he looked at it and he goes, "Simon, mess with us, make our day, Simon." I'm like, dude, what are you taught? It says, "Come on, wait." Just because we're in a French class, you said Simon? Yeah, that really happened. I was like, whatever, dude. Okay. Anyway, not that that's important, but I remember that comic because of that too.
0: <laughs> yo, 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 give me my drawing back all right brian what you got
2: okay my next one is spawn number one um a couple reasons for this one i I really like the cover um this was the image comic that i couldn't that i could afford since i couldn't get young blood zero so this was the next big thing that would set me up for retirement um but unfortunately that didn't happen you know with um the way the series uh went on and then the movie that came out in the late nineties that yep. wasn't that good. Kind of yeah. maybe they set them back like twenty years or something. But yeah. um but since then they've you know it uh if you're into comics, Spawn is still a character that's somewhat relevant, right? Like people like their toys, like how they look, and he's still around in the comic book world and I think um they they might do another reboot on the movie, right? Like they'll give another shot.
0: Yeah, they're working on it right now.
2: Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it how it does. Just don't bring back John Leguizamo again. So. <laughs>
1: Dude, that spawn number one is 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 awesome looking. I, I yeah, like that's that. Awesome. Todd, yeah. Todd McFarlane did that one. Right. Um. um yeah. And if and, and if you guys out there want to get one in nine point eight with your college money, it's 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 one hundred and forty dollars for a nine point eight. So. You were kind of hoping it'd be like several
2: thousand, huh? Right. Well, I'm to yeah.
1: thinking the exact same thing because I love the color to uh, cover also.
2: Yeah. So, John, what's the history behind the the character? Like, to me, just looking at it, he's he's like a version of Batman that's more edgier and more violent, right? I mean, is that what they were going for? Or,
0: um, I mean, he's definitely like a product of his time, right? In the 90s, everything was dark. Right? Everything had to be Batman and Ghost Rider and Punisher. Wolverine, you know what I mean? Like super dark. And, and so he's definitely came out of that. Um, but his character is that he was a mercenary who gets killed. And then he makes a deal with the devil to come back. And the devil does bring him back. But he brings him back, I think, five years later. And he wants to come back to his wife. But she's moved on she's married his best friend should they have a kid and so he's kind of like like uh like stuck I guess you know what I mean like like okay now what I'm back but my family's moved on and so he, he's a uh, he be, you know he rebels and he fights the devil and stuff like that so uh it, so he's he's got a lot of ghost Rider to it mm-hmm. but definitely a lot of Batman like with the cape and stuff like Todd used Todd drew some Batman stuff real real early in his career so you can see that influence in there there's some venom in there and that his suit his suit is a parasite like venom uh so yeah that's kind of where it came from um but yeah I mean I got this cover because it looks so dope same thing like it' like looks amazing and um it's funny I never got into spawn too much but I I would get like I got like issue one issue 50. Issue seventy-five, just because the the covers look so dope. It's
1: it's amazing how we buy comics based on the cover sometimes, regardless what's on inside of it.
0: Oh yeah, I'll just be like, I don't even know what that is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. But no, yeah, Spawn one's like that's a great that's a great that's a great uh, cover. Did did you read any of it, Brian, or nah? You just. I did.
2: I, I think I was um following it for the first um ten issues or so and then I just fell off. <laughs> hey,
1: so. Did did you read your copy or did you read it online?
2: I read my copy back then. Oh okay. Yeah.
1: Is it still in good condition?
2: It is. I, I just need to look for it. I don't know where <laughs> I put it. <laughs> Sometimes I I I hide stuff so well to keep it preserved that I had it I hide it for myself too, so that that's a problem.
0: all right let's see uh mine my next one will be uh from alex ross and me and me and patrick were just talking about this offline that i mean you can pick i mean almost all this dude's stuff right his covers are just i mean I, i can do a list of just him uh but i'm gonna go with kingdom come issue one Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I, I remember I remember I was a kid when this came out. I think this was ninety six around there. Um, and I he he had already done Marvels and Marvels was really good, but then he did Kingdom Come with Mark Wade, and oh my God, dude, just my mind blew. Like I was like, this dude is this dude something else. He's next level. Um, and this is the comic that blew him up into the superstar stratosphere. Uh, uh Alex Ross, like. And he didn't, I don't think he did any more interiors. Or no, he did, but very, very, every once in a while. Like, I know he did interiors for, um like, one-shots. He did, like, a Superman one-shot. Um, I think he did a Batman. But he, this guy's just covers, man. Just covers, covers, covers. But this one, I remember seeing that cover. And with the Spectre in the middle. And then all of these characters behind him that were, like, brand, they're all brand new. And this comic was supposed to be this huge thing uh, from the future, so it was like, "Whoa, what the hell? Who, who are these dudes?" Right? Like all these new freaking characters, and and, and you could tell that like something, it's something epic. That's what that cover. When I looked at that cover, I'm like, "Oh, this this comic is gonna be epic," and it was. I remember reading it, and I read that I read Kingdom Come so much that I bought the four issues, the single issues, and then I bought the trade so that way I can read it over and over and over again. And I put the comics away, and man, that I read it so much that it was falling apart. That trade, I it, I think I destroyed it. <laughs> uh, and just yeah, that's one of my favorite DC stories ever. Um, it's one of you know one of my favorite. I mean, I'll just I'll go back to to this day. I'll go back and look at it just for the artwork and the whole thing. But man, that cover, it's a wraparound with all these new characters that he created for that story. Um, and it was supposed to be just an alternate universe type story, but it was so good that they tried to make it canon in like into DC. Like the future is going to lead to that. That's how good it was. Uh, but yeah, Kingdom Come issue one, classic. Uh, I can name a hundred Alex Ross, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's definitely unique. The, the way he he draws, it's almost like it's like it's a photograph, right? Like like it, it's amazing.
0: And I think I think we looked at his age. He was just a kid when he did that. Um, he's not even fifty yet, and that was in the so he was probably like twenty five, twenty six when he did it. And just I mean, the dude, the dude, just he's just a legend, just next level. I'll, I'll be yeah. getting his stuff forever.
1: Yeah, you were telling me that uh, you said in in high school he he drew something, and you said it looked professional to you at the, for the for the time.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He 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 put up a painting. He posted a painting once uh, online, like of, a, of, a, of two fencers. It was a painting of two fencers, uh, like in the Olympics. And he was like 17 when he did it. And I look at it, I'm like, that's professional work. He was 17, or 18 years old. I'm like, that's a pro. So the dude, the dude, I don't know if you want to say prodigy, but I mean, I'll, if there's anyone that deserved it, it's him. Yeah. All right, Patrick, what's your third one?
1: Well, OK, well, my, since we're talking about Alex Ross, uh, my third one was uh, Batman Harley Quinn, the one shot by Alex Ross in 1999. That's that, uh, the, the origin and first appearance of Harley Quinn. Now, this one's a classic because it's like the style of Batman. Um, and it was so iconic, this cover, that other artists were copying this for their covers. I mean, that's how amazing Alex Ross is. But like John was saying, there, there are a billion Alex Rosses and and. You can pick anything that he's done, and it just looks awesome. Basically, if you just type in Alex Ross anywhere, anything that he 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 creates is awesome.
0: Yeah, they, they even they even used that shot in uh, Suicide Squad. They put the yeah. put it in the movie. That's how iconic that shot is. Yeah. Yet, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. When you when you said yeah when you said that one, I was like, oh, that's yeah. Because right when you said it, Batman, hardy Quinn, I, the image just put right in my head. I was like, yep. That's a a great image.
1: But but if you look, doesn't it look like a photograph?
0: Oh, yeah. Especially that one. Especially that one.
1: All right. That's my number three.
0: And I think, I think, I think he used himself as the the Joker model. Did he? I think so. (laughs) I think so. I have to double check, but I think so. so that yeah it's so that joke it's him <laughs> cool. so the brian what, what's your next one
2: okay so my third one um is coming from a investment point of view so um i believe for the modern age this one is the most valuable right now and that's uh spider-man 300 correct me if i'm if i'm wrong um like if you get a 9.8 i think it's like over two thousand dollars or something um so and also i i love his uh you know spider-man wearing the symbiote suit so anything with that i like it's my favorite so i i wanted to put in uh one that was not in the modern age but you know it's another one where he's um wearing the the black symbiote suit it's simple but always looks awesome and this is another todd mcfarland cover so has some similarities to the spine cover that I just mentioned, like um, like a lot of focus on the hands in the front, which is something I noticed in the spine cover as well. So I don't know if that's just his style, but it's just something I noticed. Um, and it's uh, issue three hundred, so it's a milestone comic book. So um, yeah, just just love the cover, love love Spider Man in the symbiote suit, and um, and it's like the one of the top. Uh, you know, most valuable comics in the modern age.
1: Dude, I was gonna pick that one, but then you picked it. Anyway, <laughs> that is an awesome cover, and it and, and you know, like it, it is pretty iconic because I love that black that black suit that he has. We were talking about another one; his first black suit was at the Spider-Man 252, but that's not in the modern age, so we could right. use that one uh, for this episode. But yeah, I love this one, and they wanted to make sure that you remember that this was number 300 because 300s all over this comic book.
2: <laughs> yeah i haven't looked at it recently i mean i, I have two ish, two copies of it it's the 300th hologram too like there's some reflection on it too right or is it just flat i, I don't remember but i, I have no, to. no take- i
1: think the hologram might be the cgc sticker that you see on the right hand side i think there's a platinum cover that you may be referring to there there is a <laughs> platinum cover um let me
0: Yeah, this is another one where a lot of other artists kind of, you know, pay pay homage to and stuff. They'll draw covers that look like this one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, this was another classic. Right out of the 90s, like, set the look for Spider-Man for a long time. And then, of course, it's the first Venom, so huge issue.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a good pick. This is a good pick. Yeah, thanks for
2: adding the Venom because that's uh, you know one of my favorite characters. So,
0: <laughs>
1: and yeah, this comic's expensive to get too.
0: You can't really, you really can't go wrong with Todd. All right,
2: John, what's yours?
0: Okay. You're let's nice see. Point. Let's see. Back to me. Um, so this one, I'm gonna go back to my boy Jim Lee. And this one is Batman six oh eight. Um, this is the first. Uh, the first. I think the. I think it's the first interior art that Jim Lee did for for DC after. Um. DC bought Wildstorm and he jumped over um, he had done some covers and stuff but this was like his return to comics and so this is the very first issue it started up the hush storyline that was about 12 issues and that that's that hush storyline like just knocked it out of the park so it was like it was like the hype of Jim Lee is back his first interiors in years and they were gonna do this huge epic Batman story and, like, the hype was so huge. I remember the hype being so big back then. And I remember buying this issue. I went right home. It was the first thing I read. And they they knocked it out of the park. This story was so good. Just action. And they made sure to put every villain so Jim Lee could draw him. Uh, introduce a new character in Hush. Uh, but that but that cover of that, just that Batman, the way he's standing there.
1: Which one there. was it, real quick, John? Which, which, which cover was it?
0: Um... Oh is yeah, it the
1: one where there, it's like half, it like, it's it's he's wearing a jacket on one side and a suit on the other. That one?
0: No, that was a uh, uh, that was a I think that was the cover to the trade. Okay.
1: Um. Or is it the one where he's just standing and he's got like a like a side profile?
2: Yes. Yeah, that one.
1: Okay, that one. Okay.
0: Um, and actually. Now that I see, now that I'm looking, because I think that was a a, a variant, because there, there's another Batman, there's one where he's swinging, and he's coming at you? Yeah. Yeah, not that one, but the other one with the side view, I think that was a variant, now that I'm looking at it. Okay. The variant is the
2: one with his leg, right? Like, right in front? Like, he's swinging and... Like,
0: no, 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 that was the main one. Okay. Yeah, so the one I'm talking about is a variant, but and yeah, it's a side view. view. Yeah. yeah. And that that one's actually very similar to the tattoo I have of him by jim lee uh it's it, it's not the same drawing it's a different one but it's very similar um you know and i was looking up i was looking i was looking up you know uh, kind of the history of this of this image and uh the you know the the comic historians were saying that Batman was always drawn kind of thin and agile and when jim lee took over he buffed him up a little bit And you got this big, strong-looking Batman. And that kind of set the tone for Batman pretty much ever since then. Like, now if you look, you know, you read any Batman comic, he's pretty jacked. Uh, So he kind of changed the style for Batman. And uh, at the time, Batman comics were not that great. Like, um, I remember they had a big story called uh, Cataclysm in the late 90s, early 2000. And I read that story. That was pretty cool. But the Batman stories that kind of just... Yeah, they're kind of second-rate. This one kind of brought Batman right back to the front, you know? Like, it pushed him right to being the the top guy. And then ever since then, pretty much, Batman's been the number one-selling comic since this. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's a huge, huge comic, you know, for the history of Batman. It's a great image from Jim. I think they made this into a statue, I think. I think they did. They made this, they turned this into a statue. Um. But yeah, it was just like it's just a huge huge deal that Jim Lee was back. And and it just fulfilled the hype. So, this is my pick. It's it's a variant issue of Batman 608 variant image of 608. So, Patrick, what's your next one?
1: Um Superman Batman number one that's by uh, Ed McGuinness and Ed McGuinness yeah yeah there are two different covers but I like the one with uh, Batman in the foreground it came out in 2003 Mm -hmm. Uh, um, yeah that one is you look at that one he looks buff in that one too and it's got Superman just flying behind him, going straight down. And I just I just love how they've got the bat symbol with um, Superman uh, symbol right on top of the bat symbol. So It's beautifully drawn. I love this. I, I bought this one at Comic-Con also.
0: Oh, you did? That's cool.
1: Yeah, I don't have this in a CGC folder. Um, I just saw it, um, and I bought it. Yeah, I bought this. Yep, I got that one from Comic Con. I remember that one. Didn't read it. Didn't want to mess it up. Just <laughs> love the cover. Displayed <laughs> in my room for a couple years and switched it out. But yeah, that was one of my one of my favorite
0: favorite covers. Yeah, that uh, that logo is so dope. I got it tattooed on my back.
1: Oh, that's that same one.
0: That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's cool, man. Once I saw that logo, I said, yep. I, I took your, I took a photocopy of it, took it right to the tattoo artist, and got it on my back. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, no, that one, yeah, that one's tight. Yeah, that one, and then you have the other one with Superman in the front. Um, but yeah, that was another big hype comic because they hadn't had a Superman-Batman comic in a long time. Um, so then they got Jeff Loeb, who was writing Hush, Ed McGinnis is a superstar, and yeah, that comic was dope. It was just a, that was a great story. Sorry, Brian, what Brian, is.
2: All right. This one is going to be very quick. Um, <laughs> my fourth one is Batman: The Dark Knight Returns. It just looks cool. That's it. <laughs> you know, the silhouette of him with like uh, lightning in the background it just looks awesome. So.
1: Dude, that was by Frank Miller, man. He's the man. That was awesome. <laughs>
2: You guys can add in all the extra one. details. I'm just going by the cover. I just oh
0: know. man, yeah, Frank Miller's a legend. That's one of the most iconic images. They put that in the movie too.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I think I think Justice League they put that one. Um, yeah, that's one of the best. That's the other. That's the other comic. Now I, I I didn't get the issues for these because it was too old. Um, but I got the trade, and that's that one too. I read it so much it fell apart.
1: oh, oh really? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: yeah.
1: that was, it- that one right there, that that is another one that, that was going to be in my top five. But Brian took that one again. So.
0: <laughs>
1: but you, you, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but this is the comic book that uh, my dad bought me. I, I walked into a comic book store and I looked at it. I'm like, man, dad, that's awesome. And I said, that's going to be worth lots of money. <laughs> he said, how many do you want? You want to buy 100? I'm like, no, I'll just buy two. And then I got the two, and I took one of them, and remember I traded that for Fish Police Number One, which really pissed me off because that was the dumbest trade on the planet. The guys all like, "Sure, kid, (laughs) here you go. Here's your Fish Police Number One. Give me that Dark Knight."
0: Uh. (laughs) He probably turned it around and sold it for like forty dollars, like immediately. Whatever. No, yeah, I love, I love the Dark Knight. I mean, I read, I read, like I said, I read the crap out of that story over and over and over again as a kid. Not, not, not to study the art because I, I, I could never draw like Frank Miller. Like he's mm-hmm. such a unique. Like I, I was like, I can't draw like this guy, and there's no way. Um, but yeah, that story is just classic, man. That's yeah, that's a good like- pick.
1: Isn't isn't this the the comic where they they started making Batman really tough and real gritty? This is when it started, right?
0: Yeah, that's when it started. Yep. That super tough guy, just unbeatable type dude. Super dark. Super dark. I guess it goes back to me, and this will be the last one for today's list. And... This is another one where I just bought the cover because it's just amazing. I didn't care about the story at all, and that is Detective Comics eight eighty, uh, drawn by Jock, uh, with the Joker on the cover, and he's made out of like uh, like the bat bunch of bats are flying out of his eyes and stuff, and it forms an image. and I remember just looking at this image and just being like, it's freaking amazing. Like, I, I, the story was whatever. It's just an okay story about the Joker. attack, whatever. But this uh, this 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 drawing was just like so mind blowing. I think when I saw it, I was just like, I have to have it. So I can just stare at it and try to study what, what Jock did. But that's another that's another another artist who I just I don't even try and, and, and style myself after because his style is so unique. Um but you guys you guys see this cover, right?
1: Oh yeah, I've seen it. And when I saw it, I didn't buy it. You know why I didn't buy it? Because even though I didn't buy it and didn't have it, I still had nightmares for like a week after <laughs> seeing Cover. it's that scary looking
2: dude <laughs> brian have you seen this cover real life, it right it's now. scary it's, when you first see it yeah it's pretty
0: unique it looks yeah pretty cool, though. yeah i'd never seen anything like it like the image is just like oh uh, so i just bought it i just bought it I said, this is amazing i just bought it <laughs> story like i said the story i kind of looked up the story and i was like yeah it's okay but i all i cared about was having this comic this this cover And Jock, of course, I've been following ever since. And the dude does like he does storyboard work for movies. He did uh, he worked on Dread, stuff like that. The guy's just freaking amazing. British guy, British artist. All right, Patrick.
1: All right, for my last one, um, it's also a Joker cover. It's um the Killing Joke.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep.
1: Um, by uh, Brian Boland uh yeah i only got this because like you guys the the cover was just awesome i i love this just the way he's grinning at you and taking a photograph this to me epitomizes the joker yeah every every part of it
0: you're like like, how creepy is it why is the joker taking a picture of me that's right what does he got what does he got going like it's, it's yeah it's just great stories and yeah and then that that story killing joke is freaking great
2: well i i saw the animated version of the of that story so that cover is based on him spying on barbara right or is that from something else
0: um yeah pretty much yeah but in the in the animated version though that whole love story with batman and barbara that's that's just in the movie that wasn't in the comic okay 'Cause the comic is just a one shot and it's not that long, so they yeah. had to pad out the time. So that's that was kind of a controversial decision. Not not a lot of people were happy about that.
2: Yeah. I, I yeah, I didn't like it either.
0: Yeah, it kind of just comes out of nowhere, right? You're like, right. What is it? Yeah, so uh, but the cover the cover's great, the story's great. Brian Bolin's an amazing artist. Like uh, Patrick, do you see any of his covers for Animal Man? I did. Yeah. yeah, the dude's yeah, the guy's one of the most underrated artists. His style is so clean but i love killing jokes. you know a funny story uh, when i was in um i believe it was in fourth grade, we had to do like a like a we we did a, we played a game in class like a like i don't know, it was like a history quiz or something and whoever won got a comic book. and it was that one. and of course i won. i made sure to win that game. whatever the game was, i won. i was like i'm getting that fucking comic. and i'm only in fourth grade, so i get it and i'm so happy. i'm like, "yes, i got a batman comic." But then the t te- but that comic is for it's a mature comic. Like there's nudity, there's like, you know, there's there's a lot of like really harsh stuff in there. So then the teacher comes back and goes, uh, John, can can I look at that? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So she looks at it and then she goes, you know what? I don't think this is appropriate for you. I'm gonna give you this instead. And she gave me a set of baseball cards. And I was like, What? <laughs> it was like the Los Angeles Dodgers roster for like 92 or something and i was like i don't care where's my oh and i was so mad i mean looking back now, now that i read it i was like oh yeah she i mean she didn't know she just bought a batman comic uh but yeah yeah that's so that was the first time i had it when i was in fourth grade and then i didn't get it again until i was like 17 or something <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i wonder what
2: happened to her to her copy
0: i don't know i don't know but i always remember that I was fourth grade i always remember that all right brian what i think that you're gonna finish this up here
2: yes um i think um all three of us have this one but since you guys have a lot more covers to choose from i you guys were nice enough to give it to me so my last one is the incredible hulk 340 and that's the one with wolverine and the hulk fighting again and uh, wolverine's claws are out and you see the whole space on his claws like a reflection of it. So I yeah, looks awesome.
0: Another another great uh Todd mcfarlane cover. That's what three? Three you got for Todd? Three, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great cover. I'm looking at it again right now. It's beautiful. I love it.
0: Yeah, the, the, and, did, you, did you guys ever read the story?
1: Uh, no, I have an open mind. I have two of them. I bought. Oh, uh,
0: that's a great. That's a yeah, That's a great story. It's just a classic fight between the Hulk and Wolverine, and uh, I think that I think the comic itself is is like fifty bucks. Like that's a pretty it's a pretty sought after comic because it's just such a cool fight. Um, Wolverine versus the Gray Hulk. It's the first time he fought the Gray. He fought Joe It. and I think that stories where they establish that the Hulk has a healing factor, like Wolverine uh super gory fight super super brutal and uh yeah and then and then it's Tom McFarlane right uh real early Tom McFarlane um yeah I love that comic I had to go back and get that one a long time ago and uh that's another comic that gets copied a lot you know other artists will will, will draw it like that um but yeah no that's yeah that's a good pick Brian And this is another comic illustrated by you, right, Patrick? That's right. So the,
2: <laughs> one
1: of the two that I illustrated. I, I showed that one to you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw
2: it. Looks good. So, Pat, I don't know if you remember, but when I got my copy of this issue, um, the first thing you noticed was, like, the top of my cover was kind of like, a little bit cut off. Yeah. you remember that? Yep. So, yeah. Oh, what was that weird?
1: The rating on that one again
2: i don't remember it was a nine something but you know where the the top very top where it says the incredible yeah it's really touching the edge i think it even touches like the very top of like the letters
0: oh yeah it was like a funky print job
2: right it got it just got shifted uh, down a little bit
0: that's all right it's
2: still a beautiful
0: comic yeah yeah those are like you really can't do anything about it those are just they got printed funky on the comic and just You know, nothing you could do about it. What's funny is that um, Tom McFarlane was writing, uh, he was he was drawing the Hulk, and Peter David was writing it, and they like people were digging it, people were loving it, and I don't know what happened, but they like hate each other now. Do they? (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the longest one weird comic book feud. Peter David versus Tom McFarlane. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but uh, then after. You know, after the Hulk, after his Hulk run, Todd jumped jumped to Spider-Man and became a superstar. But, uh, yeah, those are our covers, our top, our five, not top five, but five covers that we all enjoy from modern era. Uh, this is just part one. We'll call it part one because we'll get back to it. We, there's so many more that we missed. But um, if you guys, uh, you know, have favorite covers, put them, throw them down in the comments so we could check them out. And, uh, you know, Make leave comments on ours. You know, what would you guys think of our picks too? So um if there's anything else, guys, I think uh, I think we're done, right? Yep.
1: I think that's yeah.
0: It. so yeah, next time we do another modern
2: age one, I'll I'll make sure to throw in a gamut cover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess. If you have to. All right, guys, we'll see you all later.
1: All right, see you soon.